The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Talon Jenkins. Joined with our hosts, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. Had one of the best uh, betting nights in a while off on NHL on Thursday night. Uh, just fantastic night there. Uh, right about break even here on Friday night, but still riding high here in Philadelphia. We got the weekend, so it should be a, a good time and an exciting uh, Saturday slate. Guys, hear that? <laughs> what was that? Can you guys it's hear that? Nothing. nothing. That's the sound of mock draft season. <laughs> Chris Trapasso of CBS. Uh, did you hear the music, by the way? No. no I, we it was silence. I, started, I thought you were going to say that's the sound of sobriety because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fucking up, even when I'm sober. Uh, when I was typing all those numbers, though, a song started playing. So <laughs> thankfully, it's just in my headphones. Anyway, that's the sound of uh, mock draft season. People, nerds, CBS guys are typing up their mock drafts. And they're sending uh, Anthony Richardson out of Florida to the. I didn't see who they sent it to, but number one overall pick. So he plummeted from 50 to 1, 30 to 1, all the way down to like 5 to 1, 6 to 1 now. So it's uh, this is the interesting time of year. This is uh, a great time to make money the next couple months as the NFL draft comes closer. So I uh, will be updating you guys on certain things as we go along. But uh, yeah, like I said, exciting time of year, not only for hockey, but uh, for NFL. You know, it's uh, it's a sport that there is no real offseason for in terms of betting. For anybody that's a recent listener to our show, Joel fucking kills it in uh, NFL draft picks. He, like every year, this guy's on fire. So whatever he puts out, just tail it, and you're guaranteed to be up money. This guy's a stud. Um, for myself, boys, I'm doing good. I got a belly full of sushi. I got a wallet full of cash. What a night tonight for the kid. Lots of bets came in. If you're in the Discord, you would have seen it, bro, which is more reason to get into the Discord. We'll touch on that lately. But overall, man. Pretty good day. We had a lot of good stuff going on. It's been a good time for sports. Uh, golf's been absolutely sick. Got some money on the LGPA. Or wait, what was it? The L- LPGA? LPGA. LPGA. <laughs> what did I say? LGPA? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> professional association. Uh, no, tons of good stuff going on, man. You know where else is a great place to find out about good stuff going on in the world of sports? The best place to find out. We have the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. That's the place to be, baby. SGPN.com, sportsgamblingpodcastnetwork.com website. Uh, tons of stuff going on there, man. There's, how oh, we got NASCAR kicking up. NASCAR's been sick last week. And that podcast, I know I pumped their tires the past couple of shows, like a lot. I just can't, like, listen to that show, man. Even if you're not a fan, it'll get you into NASCAR. Uh, F1's right around the corner. Golf's been doing its thing. Obviously, hockey is gripping. We're coming into play. We got March Madness right around the corner, about a week away or so. Our NBA is doing its thing. What else did I miss? Baseball. Hey, I heard people talking to work today that there's a, a, a Blue Jays uh, exhibition game tomorrow or something. So, Ryan, you got to be excited. Baseball season's kind of kicking off. 
Yeah, yeah. baseball. There were, there were games today, even. Oh, there you go. Look at that. It's baseball season, baby. So there's even more going on. Uh, you can find all the information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Tons of good shit going on there. Uh, listen to the shows, man. Like Ryan's show, uh, Baseball Money is Fake. Uh, it's dope. Tons of good stuff there. Uh, all the other shows, shout out to boy Jeff Fox with the MMA Gambling Podcast. Tons of stuff. So go to the website. Listen to the other shows. Uh, read the articles, too. Everybody's putting in some awesome effort there. So be sure to go check it out. Uh, speaking of checking it out, though, we touched on it about 10 seconds ago. Get your ass in the Discord. Discord's popping off. Tons of new faces in there. A lot of new faces. A lot of Leaf fans starting to pop around. That's always good to see. Baby, that fires me up. But there's still lots of people in there. All the OGs are still doing their things. That's awesome, too. Uh, Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, you're not making money, baby. It's as simple as that. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the goddamn Discord. I feel like we've been a little bit uh, too nice to the uh, old gray bush recently. I don't know if you've recently visited a retirement home or something and got got kind of soft on them, but make sure (laughs) to check out Gumby on the MMA Gambling Podcast. Uh, Also check out my podcast, Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy baseball season, draft season is here. Going to be getting into that a lot uh, in the coming weeks, so check that out. And uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. Let us know what you think. You know, keep it PG. It's like... And uh, don't call anyone out. You know, it's a it's a show, it's a collective effort. So don't call anyone out. Don't come from my boy here. He it's comes okay. To... Just leave us a two star rating review yeah. and, and do what you got to do. Yeah. That's okay. I, I don't but understand. You... You, you they leave a two star review. It's either one. If if you hate the show, it's one star. It's either one star and... or five star. There is no there's no two star. It's not a fucking restaurant. Come on. <laughs> Constructive <laughs> but, uh, yeah. criticism, bro. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. Yeah, so uh, make sure you leave us a five-star rating review on Apple, sg.pn slash hockey, and Spotify, sg.pn slash hockey s. And if I called you and your kid a pussy, I'm sorry, okay? Uh, All right, we're going to move into Lock Dogs and Totals from the last show here. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Gilbert's on an absolute heater for the second show in a row. This guy goes 3-0. He is 6-0 on his Lock Dogs and Totals over the past two shows. He went 3-0 again, up 3.88 units. Myself, I went 2-1, up 1.51 units. Got screwed over by the Devils. We'll get into that later. Don't even get me started on the Dolphins. And Jolie, tough goal, but he's going to have a big bounce back week. I'm feeling it. Mr. Meyer's always coming in clutch, and we're having a hell of a run, baby. He was 1-2 last show, down 2.13 units. That's not going to stand. This guy's going to be getting on his horse. He's thinking clearly now. He's taking a little bit of a break from drinking. He's going to be just picking picks. Speaking of him, Brian, kick us off here, buddy. You killed it. What do you got? Yeah, I had the uh, Minnesota Wild, uh, minus 180. Uh, that's fine by me. They took a uh, 2 nothing lead early, I think, and then just cruised that to, to a victory there in Columbus. So also hit my under six there in that game, under six at minus 115. And then my uh, dog, the Sabres, plus 190 down there in Tampa Bay. Uh, hard-fought game by the Sabres. They won again tonight in Florida, so uh, they, they collapsed a few times in that game, but pulled it out in overtime, so uh, finally hit a dog for the for the second straight show. Feeling good. Feeling good here. Yeah, the uh, for myself, fucking Capitals, the last uh, five games in a row. Dead dad did not bounce in this one. Um, <laughs> the Capitals, of course, uh, dominated the game. They, they, they outshot outchanced the the ducks but uh fucking uh, charlie linger and whoever was in net led in the couple bad goals really bad goals and uh yeah the ducks just uh, got lucky in this one but um yeah my my other my other losses that the sharks money line plus 120 at home to the i should mention too like the capitals regulation i got that at minus 139 it closed at like minus 230 
And that was with Orlov being traded. So uh, an insane CLV, but uh, it doesn't pay the bills. You need to actually win the damn bets. Um, anyway, the dog, uh, speaking of CLV, this one closed around plus 100. Sharks minor on plus 120 at home to the Predators, but uh, there was only one team in this game. Uh, there's, a, there's a thing as a good bet, which is when you get the CLV, and there's a thing as a right bet when the team uh, should win and they should not have won. Uh, absolutely pathetic Sharks performance once again. I know I look at the stats all the time and uh, they, they're supposed to be like a top 10 team. If you look at the expected goals for and, uh, and that's kind of thing. And they looked anything but. Every time I watch these damn team, they look as bad as the Blackhawks, as bad as the fucking Ducks who beat the Capitals. Uh, just a garbage team. I hate them so much, but I'm going to keep betting them because uh, yeah, you trust the numbers or whatever. But anyway, they were so bad that they let in like six or seven goals so that the, I had the over six in that game, which uh, which won fairly readily. So at least uh, that took out some of the sting of these bets. But it was actually an excellent night. I just picked the wrong fucking bets for the, these uh, the best bets. True, true. Uh, for myself, I went two and one plus 1.51 units. Uh, for my lock, I had Boston Moneyline versus uh, the Seattle Kraken. This was a nail-biter, boys. I was sweating this one out a little bit. Uh, I went to bed. I think it was like 4-4 after the second or something. When I woke up in the morning, I saw they ended up getting it done. I think it was an overtime, like 6-5, I believe. No, uh, regulation. Regulation. Kraken, regulation? Kraken actually scored to go up 5-4 to four with like uh, four minutes left, and then the Bruins scored two in the next. Oh, uh, it few- was. <laughs> That's greasy. Uh, the Bruins coming through, baby. That's why they're the best team in the world. Uh, the dog, Edmonton Oilers, regulation plus 130 was from Pittsburgh. This was never in doubt. This team went up early. They kind of kind of crushed Pittsburgh, man. I think we all agreed that that was going to happen last show, too. Uh, it was 2-1 after the first. Then uh, Edmonton just exploded in the second period. It was a 7-2 final for the Oilers. Uh, and then for my total, I got shafted here so bad. LA Kings versus the New Jersey Devils. I had the under 6.5 at minus uh, 115. It was a 3-2 game for L.A. with, I mean, it was with uh, 39 seconds left in the third period. 39 seconds left. New Jersey scores a goal to tie it. Uh, Nico Heischer gets it done, and then, you know, New Jersey wins in overtime, but that's irrelevant to the under. Uh, so that kind of was a kick in the pills. But, hey, man, that's just the way she goes. That's hockey, baby. Uh, the, the New Jersey Dolphins and uh, Lindy Ruff smoking his vape really kind of bent me over the table on that one. So what can you do? um okay i'm putting you guys on the spot here sorry this wasn't in our show sheets we don't got to be too long into this should we talk about that boston washington trade just quickly we, we touched on it last night but yeah what do you, what do you okay. think about it um okay i'll just go with my thoughts but obviously it was uh boston received garrett hathaway and dimitri orlov from the washington capitals uh washington received craig smith 2023 first round pick 2024 third and a 2025 second uh how can you not like this trade for Boston? Like Dimitri Orlov is a top four D line uh, or defenseman. He was obviously top one for the Capitals, a team that was kind of struggling for defense. These, these are the kind of guys you want for Boston, man. Like the uh, Dimitri Orlov is like a, like a stay at home, strong, physical Russian demon. That's exactly what you want. And, and uh, Garrett Hathaway is kind of the same type of player, man. This guy's physical. He'll go into the corners. He'll beat the wheels off you. I think he only has nine goals this year, but he has more offensive talent than that. So it's it's exactly what you want if you're a Bruins fan. These are Boston. Like, when you think of Boston players, these are just two guys that are tough as nails. And honestly, as a Leafs fan, it scares the shit out of me that they made this deal. But uh, but good for them, man. How can you not like it? What it tells me, though, and I was thinking about this today, uh, and this is obvious, like, Washington's kind of mailing in the year. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, man. 
Like, think about these picks that they acquired here from Boston. Most of these guys aren't going to be ready until they're like three, four years down the road anyways. So obviously they're going to hold on to Ovechkin and try to be competitive until, you know, hopefully he breaks Wayne Gretzky's record. But as soon as he's done, and like, let's face it, once he breaks the record, Ovi's probably going to be done with the league, man. Same as Nicholas Backstrom, you know. Uh, John Carlson's getting up there in age. There's a couple guys on this team, even TJ Oshie's starting to get up there a little bit, right? It'll almost like kick in that when those guys are ready to kind of depart, you'll have all these new picks going on and getting ready to come. So it's almost like a perfect play for the Washington Capitals. Yeah, they mailed in this year, but it's a hell of a draft coming up. And so it's almost a, a sure win-win for both teams. That's just how I was thinking of it today. Yeah, we didn't really touch on that Capitals angle, but, but, but I, I love it from that angle. They have two first-round picks and a pretty deep draft uh, this year. Obviously a great draft class there. And Boston is just loading up for the playoffs, as uh, Joel and I said on our Thursday night episode. I mean, you need depth in the playoffs. The Eastern Conference especially is going to be an absolute war this season. So just getting anybody you can to kind of help out without giving up too much off your active roster of Craig Smith, who's whatever at this point in his career. So, yeah, it was a great trade for Boston. I don't know if that's the angle the Capitals are going with. Uh, no? At least, no. I, well, I heard from this Capitals beat writer that uh, the Capitals promised Ovechkin that they're going to remain competitive for as long as he's around. So I think that they might trade those picks at some point, maybe during the summer, maybe even before the trade deadline. Uh, there, there's rumors that they're looking at uh, Jacob Trick Chikrin now, like a quick replacement. So they could swing those picks pretty quick and then and, uh, just do a quick retool just for Ovechkin's sake so that he can still uh, be on a, a good team for the rest of his uh, career. I might have been a bit skewed in what I was saying there. I agree with what you're saying. What this does is it gives them, obviously, room to pick up players in free agency. Of course, they want to stay competitive. They can't be getting over scoring 40 or 50 goals if the team sucks, right? So, obviously, you're right. They have to stay competitive. But I'm just saying, as opposed for this year, kind of mailed it in a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, they're not winning the Cup, yeah. so they might as well. But next year, that. you know, there's players in free agency. If they are in on Chicker and hell, that's a great addition to that team. And he has term as well, right? So... Damn right, man. That's a good call. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page. Yeah, Norlov was a, was the UFA, so this just gives. I'm, I'm kind of surprised he, he got a first round pick, but the Bruins ha- have to go all in this year. Well, it's like anything else, man. Like you pay. I know it's still a little bit early, but you pay now to make sure you get that guy. Who knows where if Orlov would have been there in three days, right? Another team could have stepped in and said, "Yeah, we'll give you whatever you want. Give it to us," you know. So uh, good on Boston for getting their man. You know, that's that's what it comes down to, and it just makes a deeper team even deeper and better and even fucking scarier. So good yeah. for the Bruins. Good for the Caps. It was a win-win-win bet trade. WinBet is the official <laughs> online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet's active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet's build-your-own-bet. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today. Through a special offer, bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And, of course, if you hit the biggest long-shot parlay of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgillingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgillingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer some change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. If you're 20 or older and present, stay replay through is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN merch store continues to add new items to the store every day. Head over to store.sportsgillingpodcast.com to get your favorite shirts, hats, sweats, and hoodies. Got these uh, sick new first half under T-shirts here with March Madness coming up. It's like on Sunday, uh, I believe on March 12th it is, so a few weeks till there. So make sure you check out the SGPN merch store. Obviously, a bunch of uh, hockey gambling podcast stuff in there as well. All right, gentlemen. Hell, we got a big slate here for Saturday. We got 11 games on Saturday, February 25th. 
going to be an awesome time. Boys, are we ready to rock and roll or what? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm right there with you. That's fucking gold, baby. First game on the dock into the 12.30 p.m. time slot. Nice and early for the boys here. We have the Edmonton Oilers against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Game itself is in Columbus. We're not going to hear any cannon. So Edmonton on the money line sitting at minus 245. Columbus on the money line hanging out at plus 205. Edmonton on the puck line sitting at plus 100. The over-unders at 7. Over at minus 105. The under minus 115. Mr. Meyer, kick us off here, buddy. Come in hot. What do you got? Sure, you know where I'm going here. Uh, you know, I love the Oilers, the way that they've been playing the last couple of months. Uh, pretty much the best team in the league in terms of their offense and carried, of course, by the best player in the league, Connor McDavid. Um, they're having an historic year in terms of their power play. Best in the league all year long. And it's, it's yeah, it's even better than last year, which was was already elite. And uh, meanwhile, they got the Blue Jackets on the other side who are uh, – no, they had, a, they had a bit of a run there. Uh, they ran up a few wins, but uh, they, they're really just a bad team. One of the worst in the league as their place in the statics testifies. And, um, yeah, the, the Oilers should uh, dominate this one fairly comfortably. Uh, you could do the money line, minus 245, but the, the regulation at only minus 145 is the way I recommend to play this game. I don't see the Blue Jackets being able to uh, last that far. And, uh even this early in the morning, I guess. Uh, what's what's Columbus Central Time? So it'll be uh, eleven thirty time, I think. Is it easy? Okay, so okay, twelve thirty, not too early at all. Uh, so Oilers should should rip through them. Uh, seven, of course, is a high total, but uh, hmm, like uh, if it's Jack Campbell, I'm more likely to play that. But uh, if it's Stuart Skinner, then uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away, I guess, because I don't I don't trust the Blue Jackets to to score. Uh, more than one or two on uh, Skinner, even uh, with the Oilers' terrible defense. So, yeah, I love the Oilers here in regulation or money line or uh, team total if you want to. So, uh, yeah, get the day started with the nice win up in uh, Ohio. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page there. I do kind of lean to the under here, but I do want to see if it's going to be Corpusallo or Maurice Leakins for the Blue Jackets. They have a back-to-back. They play in Minnesota on Sunday. Hopefully, just go Corpus Allo starter with, with the first one but we'll, at home. But we'll, we'll see what happens. But either way, uh, Edmonton on the puck line here at plus 100. Love that. Even money. Um, they should easily beat this Blue Jackets team. That's just not very good. They're somehow keeping it close recently. But, I mean, they lost 2-0 to Minnesota on a Thursday night. Edmonton obviously got out of that uh, funk of blowing three straight games by coming back against the Flyers and then killing the Penguins there. 7-2. So I think Edmonton just keeps that going here. So I like them on the puck line at plus 100. And then I do lean to the under 7 at minus 115. If it's Leakins, put more on the Oilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tough go for the guys here, right? Um, yeah, I'm with, there with you guys here. I mean, obviously, you got to be with Edmonton. Maybe like a team total. Um, maybe puck line. What's what's regulation? Like what? Minus one, like 60 or something maybe around there. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. But I, I don't hate that. I think the Oilers are going to beat the absolute wheels off the Jackets here, man. So there's definitely some money to be made there. Uh, as far as the total goes, uh, I I don't see Columbus scored more than one, man. So I'm hesitant to take the over seven. But they, they, they could, though. Like, they got firepower. And like you guys touched on, like, Edmonton's goaltending has been extremely shaky. The defense is absolutely terrible. So I, if I had to make a play, like, gun to head, I would definitely lean towards the over seven at minus 105 here. Um, Edmonton's uh, last eight wins were all by at least two goals. And I believe ooh. 12 of their past 13. So 
That, oh, I mean, shit. I mean, regulation minus one forty five is great, but uh, that makes me like the uh, puck line even better. Yeah, true. Plus one hundred. Why the hell not? If that's the case, man, hard to say no. Um, all right, moving down to the one p.m. time slot here. Bit of a better game. We got the New York Rangers against Washington Capitals. Game itself is in Washington. Uh, New York on the money line, sitting at minus one forty. Capitals on the money line, hanging out at plus one twenty. The over unders at six. Over sitting at minus one hundred five. The under minus one fifteen. Rag guy, what do you got here, dude? Yeah, I don't really understand this line here. I guess it is a back-to-back for both teams, first half. So it could be Halak for the Rangers. But I think Halak started Thursday, so it should be Shesterkin here on Saturday. Um, yeah, I don't know why the Rangers are only minus 140. Um, in past years, you would see the two teams be kind of equal, but we just talked about it. Capitals are kind of throwing in the towel this year, trading Orlov. Could, couldn't even beat the Ducks. They've lost now six straight since coming out of the break with that win in Boston. And the Rangers, they've been playing well recently, lost in overtime against Calgary, but then they outshot Winnipeg 51-21 in that game where Hellebuck was insane. They lost, and they outshot uh, the Red Wings in Detroit there, but lost 4-1. Now they have this Capitals team that's just it's like, a, like a dead mouse waiting for this this hawk to go down and grab it. And that, that's what the Rangers are going to do here. So Rangers on the money line, minus 140. Also do like the under here, um, under six at minus 115. Capitals just cannot score. They got two against the Ducks, haven't scored more than three in a game since the All-Star break, and only, only did that once against Florida. And uh, if it's just Durkin, I like that even better. He should only allow one or two at most with the Rangers getting a, a 4-2-5-1 type of win. I forgot to mention my number for the Oilers Blue Jackets game. It's mm. minus 307 for the Oilers. So uh, oh. obviously there's a lot of room to play the Oilers up to, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, for this one, I agree with Ryan 100%. My number for the Rangers is minus 148. And yeah, I don't know about a dead mouse. I'm not sure if that's uh, the best metaphor you can use, but uh, <laughs> it's an alien I'll, let, mouse. I'll, <laughs> I'll let Talon come up with a better one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the Rangers of the side here. Capitals are uh, indeed dying. They, they are uh, just, uh, yeah, fucking uh, limping towards the finish line. Um, meanwhile, the Rangers, uh, they're, they're playing good hockey, and uh, they're not getting the best results here. They're losing some games they, they should win, like that, that Detroit Red Wings game. There, I said the whole team name uh, 100% oh, correctly. Congrats. Yes, thank you. Um <laughs> yes, the, the Detroit Red Wings. Um, yeah, give me the Rangers here. Just a much better team, and the Capitals are. Uh, yeah, they, they signaled that they're done with that deal. Um, yeah, that kind of fucked me up too with that that Ducks Ducks win there. Like uh, them being traded like hours before face off uh, kind of demoralizes the team somewhat. I think uh, if, so. Yeah, that's why the dead dad didn't bounce. But anyway, for this game, give me the Rangers. <laughs> You gave me a perfect segue, bro. I don't know if I should say it. Uh, fuck it, I'm going for it. Speaking of a dead dad not bouncing, the Washington Capitals at this point are almost like Chris Benoit's brain on the last days of his life. Like, they, they just don't stand a chance. They're holding on for dear life here, which is why you have to go with the New York Rangers. Capitals are mailing it in, obviously, and it's probably for the best, like we talked about a little bit earlier. But the Rangers are on the opposite side of the spectrum, and this is a team, I don't want to say like they're coming up and they're on like a, like a comeuppance, but like they're they're a sick team and they're starting to peak at the right time of the year. To me, they're a lot like the Cincinnati, or Cincinnati Bengals maybe like two years ago, man. Like, yeah, they're in the middle of the pack here, but once they start peaking at the end of the year, look the hell out for them come playoff time. 
times. That's what I'm expecting out of the New York Rangers this year. And we're going to see it in this game, man. So give me the Rangers on the money line, minus 140. Uh, I do like this team a lot. I've always been kind of high on them. What scares me is that the Capitals have a bit of a better division record this year. I always say division games matter. But I think this one's a little bit different just based off where we are in the season and the expectations internally from both teams. Uh, as far as over-under go here, I'll take the over six, man. The push is in play. Like, well, why can't we see some goals? You know, I'm obviously, I've been honest on the show. I'm not a big Darcy Camper guy. And Igor Shosturkin has looked human this year. So, you know, give me the over at six. The push is in play. Why why can't we see a 4-3 game or a 3-3 overtime game or something like that? So uh, give me the Rangers. Give me the over. That's fucking go, baby. You know who your New York Bengals are going to play in the first round? (laughs) The New Jersey Dolphins. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so here for that, bro. You don't even know. Uh, All right. Moving down to the 3.30 p.m. time slot. We got the Pittsburgh Penguins against the St. Louis Blues. Game itself is in St. Louis. Uh, Pittsburgh on the money line sitting at minus 155. St. Louis on the money line hanging at plus 135. Over-unders at six and a half. Over sitting at minus 115. The under minus 105, baby. Boys, Penguins looking for a big bounce bound games. They just got humiliated against the Oilers, and rightfully so. This is a toughie because St. Louis absolutely stinks. You got to go with the Penguins here. Am I crazy saying that? Like, this is a game that, like, maybe, like, this would be an old-fashioned Joel Meyer pass game, I feel like. But I'm going to go with the Penguins here. Minus 155. I feel like this team has to get it. They're still fighting for their lives. In St. Louis, they don't have a chance, right? They're selling the fort similar to how Washington is right now. So give me the Penguins on the money line. Minus 155. As far as over-under goes, at 6.5. you got to go with these over. Neither of these goalies can make a save to save their goddamn life. Give me the Penguins on the money line and the over 6.5. Yeah, another back-to-back game here where I don't quite understand why the uh, road team here is only minus 155. The Blues... Much like the Capitals, or more more so than the Capitals, have already signaled trading O'Reilly, traded Tar- Tarasenko, and uh, they've been one of the worst teams in the league besides the Ducks over the past 10 games, as well as the past 25 games in terms of expected goals for percentage, right down there with the Ducks, Blackhawks, and Canadians. So uh, uh, some of the discourse said the Blues line, lineup isn't that bad if you look at it. I guess they still have like uh, Braden Shen, uh, Jordan Cairo and stuff, but Krug's hurt now as well, I think, could see him. Uh, miss this game and the penguins they need a bounce back right now there was some fire hextall chance there hextall came out or rutherford, rutherford came out and said they uh something like they need some help but hextall may not do it or some some sort of friction in the front office there with with ron hextall which is shocking to me here as a flyers fan but uh for this game penguins minus 155 i uh, i like that and i don't mind the uh penguins on the puck line if you can get uh plus 165 might be down to plus 150 on some books but i i still like that given um the context with the Blues just sucking recently and the Penguins needing a uh, big bounce back spot with with the player hope, playoff hopes are, are, are still alive. Speaking of friction, uh, Craig Berube was calling out his mm-hmm. team for uh, not exactly. Uh, I think he's just frustrated, pissed off, whatever. It's not a big deal. But uh, in the short term, I think that could piss the players off. You know, they're pretty sensitive, soft these days. They don't like being <laughs> exactly. told that they're just playing for money. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I don't. I think that there's going to be a disconnect between player and coach for the for the short term here. And um, yeah, I don't think that that's the best way to get your guys going when you speak to the media about your players like that. Um, but uh, I, you know, I, I love Chief. Uh, it's old school coaching. I just don't think that that's the uh, the best approach for the 
this situation. And uh, the Penguins are not in good shape either, losing a bunch of games that they should win. And uh, and they have actual meaningful hockey they should be playing for. Uh, they need to make the playoffs. Otherwise, <laughs> paying all those uh, like uh, Gino and Latang all that money just to miss the playoffs is, uh, would be about as bad as the, the Panthers situation they got going on. Um, so, yeah, they, they're desperate. They should win these games. And uh, after being humiliated by the Oilers, I expect them to come out and win this one. They are the better team, even though the Blues are still uh, – actually, I, I disagree with the guy in the Discord. They're they're pretty bad if you look yeah. at the roster, um, especially once they give up Tory Kruger. You know, and they should deal him. Although these guys are also interested in Chikrin. It's funny. Like, there's a couple non-playoff teams that are interested in Chikrin because his deal is so good. And uh, these teams are, are still somewhat competitive. But anyway, Penguins are the better team here and in the better, I think, uh, emotional state. So give me them and uh, give me the over six and a half minus 115. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, the goaltending for the Penguins is absolutely horrific. Blues isn't much better and their defense is terrible. So, yeah, I, I definitely can see seven goals in this one. Yeah, is, is Craig Ruby just trying to pull like a George Costanza here and like get himself fired? Because no. like you said, the, the top players don't play with any passion, no emotion, and no inspiration at all. Well, and you're, they're you're, overpaid. You're, he you're them supposed all overpaid. to. You're supposed to inspire. Well, I'm reading the NHL.com uh, headline here, and that, so that's what they had. They, they kept that one out out of the little blurb there. But that that's your job is to inspire and give the give the team a reason to, to play. And also, the front office has shown they they don't have a reason to play this this year so maybe he's just trying to get himself fired and like get him lined up for one of the better coaching jobs and not having to wait it out if he's going to be a, a lame duck head coach so you guys i think i think the, <laughs> i think the team just gave up when they trade o'reilly he was like kind of like a heart and soul guy they all loved him and uh, now they're all depressed so he's just trying to fire him up again because they're not playing uh inspired hockey like he said so they're just uh collecting the paychecks at this point and he just wants to have them, uh, get them to have a strong finish this season. So I don't think it's a huge deal. I just don't think that uh, the players will respond uh, excellently to that. See, I, I agree with you. I don't think the players will respond just because the type of the players that we kind of seem to have in the NHL these days now. But I don't think he's out of line here, man. Like, have you, like, this, we talked about it for a couple of weeks now. The St. Louis, or St. Louis Blues team has just been on the fucking men forever. They've been shit, they haven't been good. They've been playing terrible. If you look at the effort they've been giving in on a nightly basis, like I've only watched a couple games, but every time I watch them, it's the give a shit level, man, and they don't give a shit. And now the fact, like this is Craig Berube saying this. This guy played a thousand games in the NHL. This isn't like, like I love the guy. This isn't Sheldon Keefe saying. This isn't DJ Smith. This isn't like some new coach that played like maybe like a hundred game career in the NHL over the course of five years or something. Like this is a guy that's been there and done that, and his resume as a coach is just as good as his resume as a player. So like. If you're not going to listen to this guy and he's not going to fire you up when he says stuff like that, then who the hell, what the hell is it going to take, man? I know it's a different game now. I know that the players have a different mindset, but like, I think he's right, man. Like, give him a kick in the ass. And if they don't want to answer it, then maybe those aren't the kind of the players you want to have on your team, dude. I know everything's going tits up in St. Louis and it's hard to keep a positive mindset. But when you got a guy like that behind the bench and you're a player and you're not willing to kind of like, he's giving, he's issuing you a challenge. Give a shit. That's all he's asking you to do. And if you're not willing to do it, I don't know what to tell you. Now, like the buddy in the Discord said, like Jordan Kyrie's had a sixth season. There's some good talent on that team still left, but like you just got to care, man. I'd, obviously, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say that they don't care. I'm fucking sitting on a couch. They're NHL superstars. But show that you give a shit, man. I don't know. If the coach is saying this in the media, this can't be the first time he's addressed it to the group. This shouldn't come as a surprise, you know? Yeah, that's a fair point there. Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right, 
enough of the shitty blues. Uh, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. We got the Boston Bruins against the Vancouver Canucks. Game itself is in Vancouver. Uh, Boston on the money line sitting at minus 255. Vancouver on the money line hanging out at plus 215. Boston on the puck line sitting at plus 100. The over-unders is 6.5. Over sitting at minus 115. The under minus 105. Boys, the Bruins are still sick, and they just, we talked about it before. They just made themselves even absolutely better with the acquisition of Hathaway and Orlov here. How can you not expect fucking Boston to just walk all over the Canucks here? Uh, I love the Bruins. I love the Bruins. Give me that puck line. Give me regulation. You know what I love? And we're going to touch on a little bit later, too. I love the double puck line, baby. Plus two and a half for the Bruins. Plus 175. What awesome odds are those? Uh, why not? Why can't they go in there and just beat the absolute wheels off a, off a Vancouver team that is an absolute shambles here? Uh, Vancouver's 11-15-1 at home. Boston is 26-2 and on the road. We shouldn't even have to say that. If you know hockey, you know that this game should. Not that it's going to be, but it should be an absolute blowout for the Boston Bruins. Uh, and then as far as over goes, give me the over. Canucks versus the Bruins. Like, there's still some firepower in the Canucks. Like, like Elliot Patterson, you know, they still got some guys kicking around. Not Bo Horvat anymore, but Brock Bester's still a fucking goal scorer. They got some good guys there. Uh, Quinn Hughes is still an absolute stud. So they can easily pop one or two and then just give me the Bruins with, like, scoring five or six here. Over six and a half minus 115 is very enticing. Yeah, the, the start of this slate is kind of like when you when you're in school, you were in school, had a multiple choice test, and you were just kept picking C after one entry there. Because this is just <laughs> another road favorite here, pretty big road favorite, minus two uh, fifty five. Puck line is plus one hundred. So um, on the Bruins, th- that's probably what I'm going with is Bruins puck line. Uh, they beat they came back to beat Seattle as we talked about before. Beat Ottawa three one. Islanders six two. Nashville five nothing. Leafs 5-2 before the break. And, yeah, Vancouver, I, I would say Vancouver is still a, a pretty good team. Uh, Talon, you touched on it last show, that they're not – they still have Pedersen, they still have Hughes, they still have Besser, they still have these guys that can contribute. But I, I still got to go with the Bruins here on the puck line. Uh, plus 100, just the much superior team, and they're going to want to have a good effort there with uh, Orloff and Hathaway, I'm assuming, making their debuts. Boston beat Vancouver 5-2 back in November, so could see a similar outcome here, but don't really have too strong of a play on the total. Um, I would lean to the under. No, I, I, you can't lean to the under in a, in a Canucks game. It's, uh, it's Canucks-Bruins. It's an over-team versus an under-team, so I'm just going to pass on the uh, total. Yeah, it's an interesting segue from the Blues to the Canucks. The Canucks traded away their captain, and uh, they responded mm. excellently. Um, oh, I love that word today, excellently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, even in the games they're losing, they're, they're being very competitive in them. And, uh, they, yeah, they, that Predators game, they were down two. They, they scored two uh, with, like, a couple minutes left to tie it, sent it overtime, lost that one. Uh, but then the next game against the damn Blues, uh, they did the same thing. Down two goals, then they, they tied it with uh, like 47 seconds left. And then, then they won that one with uh, Elias Pettersson doing something uh, brilliant. And, you know, he's, he's been uh, one of the – he's been their best player since uh, talk has taken over. And he's uh, kind of carried the team on his back. Uh, so, yeah, the Canucks are playing pretty good hockey. I'm still not going to bet them here. My number is minus 237 for the Bruins. They could also get a jump with – the, the additions because they get excited to go to the playoffs and whatnot. And uh, you plus it's, it's just hard to uh, back any team against the Bruins in general. But uh, I do like the under six and a half here, minus one five. Actually, uh, like I was saying, uh, Talkett's done a good job with them defensively. I don't think we'll see the same uh, 
uh, breakdowns and defense from the Bruins. Even Hampus Lindholm was making uh, uncharacteristic, mis- uncharacteristic mistakes against the Kraken. And uh, it should be Olmark in net, not Swayman, uh, who let in a couple bad ones there. So, yeah, under 6.5, minus 105 would be my better play here. Like I was saying on the other show, Canucks one of the best teams in terms of shot prevention now. And they just need some some decent goaltending. And uh, this Archer Silovs guy has come in and has been a lot better than uh, Colin Delia or Spencer Martin or Thatcher Demko on one leg or whatever. Um, so, yeah, under 6.5 here would be my bet for this one. All right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot again here. We have the Anaheim Ducks against the Carolina Hurricanes game itself is in Carolina. Anaheim on the money line sitting at plus 320. Coming off a big win, baby. Uh, Carolina on the money line sitting at minus 390. Carolina on the puck line hanging out at minus 175. The over-under is at 6.5. Both over-under pay at minus 110. All right, I'm just going to keep this nice and simple. Find a way to bet the Canes, man. It's a team total. Uh, puck line's at minus 175. So like, there's going to be no value in regulation. I don't know. I guess if you had to play this game, just take Carolina team total or puck line. Uh, as far as the over-under goes, it's six and a half. Uh, have the Ducks been scoring at all lately, or have they just been absolutely terrible? Two, one, three, three. They've been getting a couple goals. Like, if you look at one, two, three, four, five, five of their past five games. So, yeah, five of their past six games, rather. Not even six, seven. Seven of their past eight games have had six or more goals. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this now. I'm Who needs NHL.com uh, stat? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the score app. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, like, they're still scoring. They're losing. Like, they suck. They're absolutely terrible. They stink. But, like, they're, they're getting, like, one, two, sometimes even three goals here, man. So, give me the over at six and a half. That would be my main play in this game. Because, you know, Carolina... I wouldn't even say Carolina's really an over team, maybe. I don't I wouldn't say they are, but fuck it. They're going to just absolutely unload on the Ducks here, man. And the Ducks are going to be good for one and two as well. So if I had any play for this game, it would definitely be the over at six and a half. Yeah, I mean, my my only play is the exact opposite. Uh, under six and a half at uh, <laughs> minus 110. Hurricanes, I mean, the Ducks aren't going to score against Hurricanes. They just shut out the uh, Senators. One goal allowed to the Blues and Capitals each. Uh, two to the Canadians and Caps. So they're just an under team. They're a defensive juggernaut here, and it's going to be back-to-backs. They're going to be uh, have some tired legs, playing more defensively anyway, and they'll be able to score two or three, four of their own. You know, I love the classic uh, Kings and under. That's what I'm going with here, even though I don't know if I'm going to end up betting on the Kings. But that minus 390 is uh, fairly low because it is minus 500 already at some other books. So maybe there's some value there at minus 390. But uh, yeah, use them like maybe we used the uh, the lightning the other night as a parlay piece. Add them to every bet you make. But my my uh, only actual bet for this game is the under six and a half at minus one ten. Yeah, this is the uh, biggest discrepancy in all these games. My my line is minus five eighty, so I can see why those other books are going uh, north of five hundred there. But yeah, even though the Hurricanes played on a back-to-back, they played Antti Ranta, who played pretty well. All, all 32 shots he stopped. Uh, didn't see the game, so I don't know if they were quality shots or not. But it's the Senators. They have some good shooters, so I'm sure that uh, yeah, he had a decent game there. Uh, but it'll be Freddie Anderson, I believe, uh, in that for this one. So no uh, downgrade in goaltending, I don't think. Um, so yeah, under 6.5 would be my lean. Only... Worry is that the Canes score seven themselves because the Ducks, uh, as we say every time we talk about this team, they're just an historically bad team. If they don't get uh, one of John Gibson's uh, like uh, 15 good games a year, then uh, they're going to get shelled four, five, six, seven goals. 
So, yeah, you got to take the Canes here. Uh, puck line at minus 175 would be the uh, best way to play the side here, though. I doubt by the time you listen to this, that will be available. So, like I said, up to minus 580 <laughs> if you want to do the money line or uh, do the math and figure out what the regulation or puck line is at the, whatever time you bet this at. Okay. Uh, do the math yourself, whatever. Uh, all right, moving down the seven-yard time slide here. Again, we got the Philadelphia Flyers against the New Jersey Devils. Game itself is in New Jersey. Uh, Philly on the money line, sitting at plus 245. New Jersey on the money line, hanging out at minus 295. New Jersey on the puck line, sitting at minus 120. The over-under is at six. Over sitting at minus 105. Or sorry, minus 115. The under, minus 105. John Tortorella pissing off the entire city of Philadelphia, sitting at minus 450. So look out for that. Right, guy? What do we got here, dude? Yeah, I got them. Uh, Flyers have now lost 10 of their past 13. Their next um, 10 or so games at least are against teams that are either in the playoffs or playoff hopefuls, with the worst teams being the the Red Wings and Sabres, who are in the mix right now. So a perfect perfect time for them to go on a, a losing streak. Uh, Samuel Erston going to be starting on the back-to-back after Carter Hart and the Flyers lost 5-2 tonight to Montreal. Erston has not lost in his NHL career yet in six starts, but... I think that finally happens here. Devils will be honoring the uh, 2003 Stanley Cup team that um, uh, they tormented the Flyers when I was a uh, young child there. So that's going to be fun for me to watch or not watch. Uh, Devils have to be able to play here. Maybe look for a puck line just because the Flyers can't really keep it close recently. Uh, all of their last four losses, 5-2, 4-2, 6-2, 6-2. They, they can't score. Um, they can't really defend too well either. So, I mean, this is just all chalk for us so far, but you, you you can't bet the Flyers here, I don't think. So go with the Devils or go with uh, the over, I guess. Flyers are allowing a lot of goals, and I could see the Devils running it up. Uh, yeah, this is a tough one to call, but uh, let me know the Devils aren't playing great hockey right now. So plus 245 is getting up there. I mean, my number is minus 292 for the Devils, but uh, that could be a little obsolete given um yeah even that game against the kings that they won i don't think that they were the better team in that one and uh, they got lucky to score late as uh, talent was complaining about earlier um but uh yeah so this one is uh frick man uh i just it's hard to get a read on this devil's team at this point so uh, yeah if anything i would take the over six i mean it's gonna be that olsen guy in net probably right Urson, yeah. Urson, yeah. Apparently, he's really damn good, though. So, uh, I'm not exactly sure that's an argument for the over. So, yeah, this one is just going to be a, a pass because, uh, yeah, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Like, is Urson actually that good, Ryan? Like, is he, he's, he's, he's 0 he, 0. He, he made some pretty sick saves in his uh, last game against the Flames, yeah. Okay, well. Boys, are we riding with the fucking hot young Tendy? Are we doing that? No. If I had I'll the better side, I, I'd bet the want, Flyers. But yeah, if you want the juice, Flyers, so like, it's it's not wait. a consensus play. It's just it's just if if I had to pick a side, it's the Flyers. Uh, yeah. I, I can't take a puck line and the Devils or 
I guess the Devils didn't sewer me. They fucked me. So, yeah, you know, it's payback season. And what's going to be worse to them than losing to John Tortorella and James Van Riemsdyk and Kevin Hayes and the Philadelphia Flyers and Ryan Gilbert? And what's this guy's name? Samuel Erson. So give me the Flyers. I got no stats on this play here. Uh, I'm trying to find something that might be enticing. I'm looking through. I got absolutely nothing. So probably don't make this pick. But I'm going to be on it anyways, baby. Give me the Flyers plus 245 uh, over under. Oh, they... Give me the under. Maybe we'll have a nice, tight, close game. Maybe things will get a little bit physical here. You know, a good old check and mold fashion. New Jersey Devils trap game, baby, versus the old Broad Street Bullies. Even though that's the 70s and the 90s going at it in fucking 2022. Who gives a shit? Let's go. Give me the flyers and give me the under. Yeah, let's keep that uh, under underdog trend going with underdog fantasy we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy underdog is your home for off-season nfl best ball drafts but also got you covered for a ton of other daily games including nba nhl and pga underdog fantasy is a great way to get down on favorite props in the instance that they're not available in your state head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code sgpn for 100 deposit bonus up to 100 that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn all right, moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot here. We have the Ottawa Senators against the Montreal Canadiens. Game itself is in Montreal. Uh, Ottawa on the money line sitting at minus 170. Montreal on the money line hanging out at plus 145. Over under is 6.5. Over sitting at minus 115. The under minus 105. Uh, before I want to get into this, and this shouldn't be like a surprise to a lot of people, like this is a big rivalry game, bro. Like Ottawa and Montreal are so goddamn close together. It's not even funny, man. Like these guys, everyone says, oh, Toronto Ottawa is a big uh rivalry bottle of ontario toronto montreal well these teams are really fucking close same division have been for a long goddamn time and truth be told they don't like each other now with that being said what do we know about the haps they step up in games like this they end up playing well in games that mean something to them even though that the season doesn't mean anything and martin st louis knows it so he's gonna have these guys coaching ottawa's on the second night of a back-to-back here i guess so is montreal didn't they play tonight too both teams are on a back-to-back uh I, Montreal coming off a big win, Ottawa off a big loss. Did, oh, I, Ottawa did play that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they did. They they got crunched for nothing, I believe, by Carolina, which was to be expected. Um, I like the Habs here at plus one forty five, man. Like, just I don't know enough about Montreal. I haven't watched them a lot this year, but every time I see them and they're in like a big like rivalry game kind of thing, they show up to play. It's like what I said with St. Louis, but the opposite. They kind of do give a shit, even though they stink. Uh, but give me the Habs, man. Plus 145. If you look at like division records and stuff, it's not pretty. Like, you should be on Ottawa in this game, and like, there's definitely some value there, minus 170. But I, I got a feeling, man, that the Habs are gonna have a nice sneaky win here. As far as over under goes, uh, I'm leaning over, man. Both teams on back to backs. I know it should be maybe under if you're considering it that way, but I have a feeling that we're gonna see some lazy defense, not a lot of defense to begin with, and it's just gonna be like a, like a big old game of intense scrimmage here. So give me the over and give me Montreal on the money line plus 145. I am right there with you. Habs L plus 145. I like that. I don't think the Senators should be minus 170 on the second half of back to back after they not lost three of their past four, including to Chicago. And Montreal has now won uh, five of their past seven, only losses being in Carolina and in Toronto. And like you said, they just seem to get up for, for random games like this. They're just a, a good young team with a bunch of guys that were the, in the AHL, probably should be in the AHL, filling in for all these fucking injured guys they have. Caulfield, Slavkovsky, uh, Monaghan, Gallagher. The, the list goes on and on. Kirby Doc had a illness. It's now a lower body injury. Not sure what happened there. But... How does that work? <laughs> the flu <laughs> went to my leg. <laughs> 
Either way, the uh, the Habs here have to be the play on the side for me, plus 145. And yeah, I like the over here. Uh, rivalry game could be some penalties there. It could be a lot of power plays. Chance for more goals should be the backup goalies as well. And the last last game was was 5-4 Ottawa in Montreal, and the game before that was 5 nothing. So should see a lot of goals, and you have to go with Montreal here, I think, as a value dog at plus 145. Get out the lube and make it a threesome, because I'm in complete <laughs> oh. agreement with both of you. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Canadians <laughs> and the over are the plays. Although it's uh, it was Jake Allen today. He, he was the, he's not the starter. Uh, it'll be Samuel Montembeau tomorrow for the Habs, who's the better goalie. Meanwhile, Cam Talbot played today. I don't fucking ask me who the Senators' backup goalie is right now. It's Mads uh, Sogard. Oh yeah, of course. I Why are you Mads, stuff, bro? Why are you Mads? I'm not Sogard. mad. You're you're mad. Um, <laughs> my line, my line is only minus one thirty for the Sens. And, uh, yeah, Montreal is a tough place to play, especially on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. So give me the Habs there. And, yeah, the over six and a half, I love that uh, even more, uh, given the fact that both teams are pretty terrible defensively, yet uh, fairly efficient putting the puck in the net. Uh, yeah, the Senators have the second best power play in the league last time I looked, and I'm sure it's still up there. So, yeah, give me the uh, over six and a half and uh, the, the Habs at home. All right, all right. Look at us, eh? Just fucking a big a little luby threesome. Gotta love it, eh? Uh, all right, moving down to the APO time stuff. We got a Tampa Bay Lightning against the Detroit Red Wings. Game itself is in Detroit and Motor City, baby. Uh, Tampa Bay on the money line sitting at minus 150. Detroit on the money line hanging out at plus 130. Over-unders at six and a half. Over at plus 100. The under sitting at minus 120. Uh, I'm just I, I my phone's locked. I'm trying to pull up stats right now, so I'm just killing time. Uh, um, yeah, I love I love Tampa Bay in this game. Come on, like Detroit's been Detroit's been making a push, rightfully so. These guys, I think they honestly have a chance, or believe they have a chance to kind of make playoffs here. Um, and truth be told, they do. Like the East is going to be tough, but they do have a chance. But come on, bro, you're playing the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning here. Like Tampa is on the first night of a back to back. I believe the following night they have Pittsburgh. So that'll be a little bit tight. Uh, with that being said, man, I like the Lightning here at minus 150. Of course you do. How can you not? They're the better team, better offense, better defense. Kind of curious about who they play in goaltending. Do you do Elliott against the Red Wings and then go with Vasilevsky the next night against Pittsburgh or vice versa? Yeah, obviously, it's the NHL, so you're not going to know until, like, fucking the morning or some shit or whatever. But uh, either way, I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Just a better team on paper, better team all around. Dynasty team. This shouldn't even be a question. As far as over-under goes... I don't hate the under six now. How's Detroit been playing lately when it comes to like goal scoring and shit? They have been scoring a lot of goals and they haven't really been giving up too many. So uh, yeah, I like the under here. Give me the under uh, six and a half minus one twenty. I, I want to take the uh, the Red Wings here at plus one thirty, but they they seem to be like the the anti Sharks here, where they're not playing well. Um, third worst expected goals for percentage over the past ten games, but they're still seven and three there. They're still in a playoff spot, fighting for that playoff spot. Uh, if I had to pick a side, I would still go that way. Red Wings plus 130. Don't trust the Lightning right now at a minus 150 even. Lost three of their past four, and the one win was against Anaheim, who has minus 550 favorites. So not much to uh, go off there. While Detroit has been winning um, seven or seven of the past eight, all as underdogs. So they are, they're pesky right now. They're the pesky Red Wings. Uh, so go with them at plus 130. 
And for the total, I, I probably would lean to the under six at minus 115, but no, no strong play there. The stronger play, but still just a lean, would be Red Wings uh, plus 130. This line is uh, extremely disrespectful to the Tampa Bay Lightning here. I know this is uh, the Iserman revenge game kind of thing that we uh, made Ooh. money on earlier in the season, but at plus 130 is just ridiculous. I know the Red Wings have been winning games. <laughs> But they're not exactly playing great hockey. Uh, still bottom ten expected goals, four percent. Every time I look at that, they're they're not they're not even an average team. They're one of the bad teams. Uh, so yeah, I, I know they're winning games, but uh, they're winning them by hook or by crook, not exactly by um, being uh, an efficient hockey team. So meanwhile, the Lightning, I know they've been losing games. It's like a reverse thing, but they're they're still playing well. They're just getting uh, a few bad performances from Vasilevsky, especially against. Uh, Buffalo, but uh, yeah, Tage Thompson can make even the best goalies look silly, I guess. Um, so yeah, my, not, my line is minus uh, waiting, 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 <laughs> waiting, 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 minus 178. So minus 150 is a, a steal, in my opinion. So yeah, just uh, the much better team here. I do expect Detroit to fall off at some point, and uh, it'll probably be Saturday evening at uh, 7 p.m. local time. That's Detroit Central time. Like I so. believe so, yeah. Yeah, they're Eastern time. They're the same as us, aren't they? And under six and a half minus one twenty, because uh, I don't trust the Red Wings to to score, and I expect Vasilevsky to have a, a good bounce back game. Mm. Okay, moving down to the ten p.m. time slot here. This game is a shit show. I don't even know what to think of this. We got a Dallas Stars against the Vegas Golden Knights game itself is in Vegas. Uh, Dallas on the money line, sitting at plus one hundred. Vegas on the money line, hanging out at minus one twenty. The over under is at six. Over sitting at minus 105, the under minus 115. Boys, the Stars have lost five in a row, and it has been ugly. If you look at the teams they've been losing to here, too, like, it's fucking tough, bro. Let me pull this up real quick. It is, they've lost to the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, uh, shootout lost to the Wild, the Bruins, that's a good team, Tampa Bay, that's a good team. But, like, still, those those losses against, like, Blue Jackets and, like, fucking Blackhawks, I don't know, man. I want to say this is going to be a bounce-back game. But then again, you look on Vegas, and they're kind of starting to get their shit together a little bit. They're improving at home with 18-13-0 record here. Um, oh, I don't love that Aiden Hill is expected to get the start, but, like, you kind of got to go with the Knights here. Am I crazy for saying that? Give me the Knights, minus 120. Uh, as far as over-under goes, I don't love this game at all. I hate this game. I hate this game so much. I'm going to go with the under. If you look at it, Dallas is still second in the league uh, for goals allowed, averaging 2.57 per game. And Vegas is 11th, averaging 2.78. So the under six, is it's okay. I wish it was six and a half. It's not. But give me the under six and give me Vegas on the money line. Uh, I'm, I'm right there with you there. I like Vegas here at uh, minus 120. Dallas has been playing well recently, but they've just been making too many mistakes and turning the puck over and blew a 3-0 lead to Chicago the last game for their fifth straight loss. Um, Vegas, meanwhile, has won six of their past seven. Only lost that tough loss in Chicago in a shootout. Like Vegas, though, even without Mark Stone, they're showing they can win. Are the better team. Uh, so yeah, Vegas here minus 120. I do quite like that under as well. Under six at minus 115. They're both in the bottom or top five, top six as far as the best defensive teams in terms of goals against expected goals against per 60 in the past 10 games and just both under teams so far this season. So I think under six there, minus 115 would probably be the better play, but I do like the Knights at minus 120 as well. 
Yeah, and their past their past fifteen games, the Knights are uh, the best team in the league in terms of expected goals against, and the uh, Stars are at fifth. So yeah, it was somewhat surprising too to see the Oilers in there. They're number two somehow. Mm. So yeah, they're not just scoring goals; they're they're doing good work defensively. Even if uh, the goals against don't exactly testify to that. Uh, but anyway, for this one, uh, yes, I absolutely love the under six minus one fifteen. This should be five and a half, definitely. Uh, I know that the Stars have a, a good power play, some some good offense, and the, the Knights, same kind of thing. But they're both average compared to their elite defensive stats. And with Jake Ottinger and Nett, and uh, the Knights are getting decent goaltending too from Brassois and uh, Band Aiden Hill. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully uh, they'll be good enough to to keep this under six. Uh, for the side, I like the the Knights. My line is minus one twenty three, so at minus one twenty. I think that's good enough for a bet, uh, given the fact that the stars aren't exactly. Yeah, they, I think they got complacent. You know, they were uh, t- at the top of their division, top of the West for a bit. They, uh, they might even still be top of the West. I don't know. I'm not looking at the standings, but uh, I think they got complacent. You know, they're just going to coach the playoffs, but then they start losing to bad teams, good teams, bad teams. And uh, yeah, hopefully they'll they'll turn it around for their sake. But uh not before the Avalanche steal the division from their noses, under their noses, rather, from their noses. Uh, steal them like a booger. I'm taking it. Got your nose. We'll take this. Got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, nights and under. <laughs> so, I'm laughing at Ryan's tweet. You just that made me laugh. That was funny. Uh, okay. Uh, also, I wanted to add there, I think this is good for the stars, man. Like, Oh, fuck it. You know, struggle a little bit now. Get this out of the way and then come back to being the powerhouse team you were before playoffs started. So, you know, a little bit of adversity never hurt anybody. I'm not saying you need adversity, but get the get the cobwebs out now. Get the kinks out of the chain and then be ready to go when the time comes. So uh, hopefully this folks in Dallas will bounce back a little bit here. Uh, all right. Moving down to 10 p.m. time slot. We got the Calgary Flames against the Colorado Avalanche. Game itself is in Colorado. Uh, Calgary on the money line sitting at plus 155. Colorado on the money line hanging out at minus 135. The over under is at 120 or minus 120 the for six i'm fucking stupid i'm blowing up right now the overs at and under is at six overpaid off minus 120 the under plus 100 uh colorado currently just beat the shit out of winnipeg 5-1 calgary had the night off here so colorado was on the second night of back-to-back joy what do you got here buddy are, are the abs gonna show up or are the flames gonna burn out a little bit or is daryl starter gonna pretend he doesn't know who players are or what the fuck's gonna go on here <laughs> Well, it's a bit uh, frightening, too, against the Avalanche right now, the way they've been playing, the way we've been playing, uh, with another dominant win in Winnipeg today, 5-1 uh, to one despite missing Makar. And, yeah, well, Hellebuck, uh, of course, had something to do with that. He was he was uh, very bad to begin the game. As a Thunder Noodle in the Discord pointed out, uh, six starts in, or four starts in six games. Well, four starts in six days <laughs> is not the way you want to treat your uh, number one goalie, especially when he plays uh, a game with uh, like 50-something shots in it, like that that Rangers game. So, yeah, he was obviously weary, but they have still uh, uh, ran the show uh, tonight, so he deserved a win there regardless. But for this one, uh, the Flames are sitting there in Denver while the Avs are doing the work out there in Winnipeg, flying back home. I don't think that that uh, helps them with their home ice advantage. Uh, meanwhile, the Flames are, are playing well. Even in that Vegas loss, they were the better team in that one. Just uh, they had to play Vladar two nights in a row. So uh, I don't know if that means Markstrom's injured or what. I should have looked into that beforehand. But even if it's Vladar, Markstrom, they're pretty equal goaltenders at this point. So uh, 
even though Vladar had a stinker against the Coyotes there uh, um, in the game before the night. So I'll still trust him to get, to get the job done, even if it's not Markstrom. If it's not Markstrom. So yeah, give me the Flames here uh, on the road, just waiting there in Denver, plus 115. They're the, the yeah, I hope both these teams make the playoffs, obviously, but I think the Flames can uh, can uh, light a fire here in, in uh, Mile High and uh, win this game. Uh, no idea for the total. The Flames are an elite defensive team. Avalanche are a pretty good defensive team, but they're relying too much on goaltending. Well, Flames can't depend at all on their goaltending. And and then speaking of goaltending too, the uh, Georgiev might play both games. That's what Ryan was saying the other day. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, uh, we got to start like we got to have like a like a, a pump up or something to get fired up when goalies are playing both nights back to back. Because there's no reason that shouldn't fucking happen, man. Well, he's only yeah, he, playing because the backup's hurt. Is why, good. Why he's good. Get used yeah. to it. Play more. Fucking. And he only he only, he only faced like less fewer than twenty shots today, so he yeah. shouldn't be. Too- tired but uh still going with the flames here plus 115 uh mccarr still is a huge deal even if uh, a lot of other guys are back and even if the rest of the team's playing well yeah i, I also like the flames here at plus 115 like, like you said the flames are waiting there at the uh altitude while the abs are coming back home from it also have to cross the border after the game in winnipeg we made a lot of that that's right recently as well so another winner today with the wild and the leafs yeah, that is correct there. So uh, I think the Flames here as a dog, definitely a good bet there, plus 115. They are playing better as of late, even though they're not getting the results. I think that should come around at some point, but, you know, you never know in hockey. Uh, but, yeah, the the Avs did have a similar situation where they were in St. Louis and then came home to play Edmonton last week and did come back against Edmonton to win in overtime. But I don't know if that will happen against a, a team like Calgary, but who knows? That their goaltending is probably worse than Edmonton's at this point. So still have to go with the Flames, plus 115. And would lean to to the under, but both teams have been scoring a lot recently. So I'm not gonna not going to bet that. Just going to stick with the uh, Flames. All right. So for myself here, um, I'm with you guys. This is kind of a tough one to pick based on scenarios. Is that border cross thing something you guys talked about on a two-man show? Because that's a sick fucking angle. <laughs> I've said it like ten times already. In the uh, past okay. few months. It may have, have like originally been brought up there, but yeah, Joel said he wanted to like go back and track like teams that had to cross the border. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. I never that's got around second. to it, but it's, it doesn't matter. It's it's working out. Mm-hmm. I like that. So that's very intriguing. Um, I don't love a side here just based on that. Normally I would be on Colorado, but I don't know. Y'all got me kind of second guessing myself. Total, I don't really know either, but I tell you something I do kind of like in this game here, okay? Uh, shots on goal props, baby, but not just player shots, team shots. Calgary is currently second in the league, averaging 35 and a half shots on goal per game. Colorado is 24th in the league for shots on goal allowed, averaging 32.4. So whatever the over is on Calgary's total shots on goal per game, probably going to play that as well as maybe Gorgiev saves. So, you know, whatever the over is on the save number for uh, Colorado, for Alexander Gorgiev, and then whatever the uh, the shot on goal total is for Calgary here, I will be taking the over. Kind of a sneaky little fucking greasy ball play, but I don't really like anything else in this game, man. Also keep an eye if uh, Tyler Toffoli's shots on goal total is two and a half. He's had three or more in now six straight. And with that, uh, shots on team shots on goal versus goalie saves. Sometimes if you go on uh, opposite books, you can get a you can get a decent middle where you can try to hit on the uh, saves over and shots under. So uh, something to keep an eye out just in general. I like that. You can have your bong and smoke it too. Uh, 
Okay, moving down. That was for you, baby. Okay, moving down to the 10th time slot here. Last game of the dog. This has been a long goal here, boys, but we made it through. Uh, what a stinker we got. We got a Chicago Blackhawks against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. Uh, Chicago on the money line, sitting at plus 155. San Jose on the money line, hanging out at minus 180. The over-under is at 6.5. Over sitting at minus 105. The under, minus 115 here. Oh, this game sucks, man. I don't even... I mean, the Blackhawks have won four in a row. Like, I don't know. I I hate this. I hate this so much. Give me Chicago. Patty Kane has just been on an absolute heater lately. This guy's been an absolute stud. He's shoving it up everybody's hoops, including every fucking loser media member in Toronto that was chirping him and all this shit. Fuck those guys. Uh, I'm sure he, he doesn't want to hear about it. So give me Chicago on the money line, plus 155. I can't bet the Sharks. I know Jolie kind of likes the Sharks a little bit as of late. I just can't Fuck do it. No. Far- no. Joel's, Joel's numbers like the Sharks. Joel's numbers like the Sharks. They're separate okay. from Joel. Exactly. Who likes Teal? Teal's for nerds. Uh, over-unders at 6.5. I don't really have a play. I love either way on this one. Give me the under 6.5. Um, something I do like, okay? Um, I ripped this off 100% from uh, Elliot Friedman's 32 Thoughts podcast. Um, so uh, j- just bear with me a little bit here. The Chicago Blackhawks just signed a player. His name is David Gust. David Gust is a 29-year-old. This guy has been in the AHL for the past seven years. He spent four years before that at Ohio State University. This guy won the Calder Cup last season with the Chicago Wolves. Uh, he had a total of 12 points in 18 playoff games. And you know what he said he was going to do? He's like, fuck it. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna retire. My career is pretty much done. That's ended on a high note. I just won the Calder Cup. I had a sick playoff run. He was talked into playing, okay? Been like, no. Some coaches said, hey, just play one more year. He signs with uh, Rockford Ice Hogs on an AHL deal. This guy's never signed an NHL contract in his entire life. Through 51 games in the AHL this year, he has 50 points, 24 goals, 26 assists. Chicago just gave him his first NHL contract of his career at the age of 29, and he is playing tomorrow night in San Jose for his very first game. I've been looking at every book that I can possibly find. I cannot find this guy for any time goal scorer, but I'm going to keep searching tomorrow. And if you can find David Gust as an anytime goal scorer, for a 29-year-old rookie, probably, let's face it, playing in his only NHL game he'll ever play in his entire life, the hockey gods work in mysterious ways, and I guarantee you, you can get some fucking sick odds. So if you can find David Gus, anytime goal scorer, I'm going to be on it. And if you find it, send me the goddamn site, okay? I mean, I, I could see him. That's a great story. Why couldn't he just stay with the team the rest of the year, especially if they if they trade the uh, Patrick Kane, who is uh, might be out with soreness for being butthurt for not being traded to the Rangers yet. <laughs> but... Yeah, for this game, if you if you just look at it, the Blackhawks, Sharks, two bad teams. Uh, Hawks have won four in a row. Sharks have lost uh, four of their past five. You think maybe, okay, Sharks might be minus 140 as, as home favorites, but Sharks minus 180 for me is just is just way, way too high there. So have to go with Chicago here as, as underdogs. They've, they've won four straight. I think even if Kane sits out, Max Domi has been kind of sick for them. Uh, Jason Dickinson. They have uh, Taylor Radish as well. So uh, Blackhawks have been sneaky good or in terms of winning games recently. So got to go lean their way, uh, plus 155. And I would lean to the over. It is the uh, second 10 o'clock game or third 10 o'clock game here on the slate. Uh, both games this season have been 5-2 with the Blackhawks and Sharks each winning one. So I like the over here and the Blackhawks plus 155. 
One thing to keep in mind is that the Sharks are raising the jersey of Patrick Marlowe this oh. night. So mm. I don't know if that changes your minds, but ah. uh, it it didn't change mine because you know I'm on the <laughs> fucking Sharks already. <laughs> My line is minus one ninety, but uh, yeah, Kane up not practicing tells me oh, soreness. Uh, they just didn't want to mm. put the trade related reasons because the the blowback perhaps, but. I don't think that he'll play, but uh, that's not certain. I'm just saying it's a very, it's a probability in my mind. Let's say 70% chance he doesn't play. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like the Sharks here. Minus 180. I know I shat all over them. Shat all over the Sharks. I, I sharted the Sharks, um, <laughs> but I'm still going to back them here. Uh, even at minus 180, because the Blackhawks, I mean, they're, they're a one-man team right now. Let's be honest. Uh, without Kane, they're not winning any of those games, I don't think. Um so, yeah, just uh, anything under minus 200, I, I like the Sharks here. You could do the regulation minus 125. Um, don't mind the overplay. Uh, but, again, actually, maybe not. If Kane doesn't play, I don't see the, the Blackhawks scoring much. So, under 6.5 would be my lean. But uh, no no strong feeling the total. But I've got too strong of a feeling on the Sharks once again. Uh, can't wait for them to burn me. But, luckily, this is uh, late at night. And uh, maybe I won't. Go to sleep early. I don't know because I'm really <laughs> fucking tired. Of... Actually, it's it's at the same time as the Avalanche Flames game. Fuck yeah. that. I'm not even gonna be watching this one. Yeah, if you're watching this game instead of like Avs Flames or even like Stars Knights or something, I don't know what to tell you, bro. All right, boys, we made it through. That was a big slate. Eleven games, a lot of fun. We killed it though. That's fucking sick. Uh, we're gonna move into our lock dogs and totals, current standings. We talked about it last show, right? I'm gonna say it again. This guy passed us on the green or on the fairway. He outdrove us by like 40 yards, and he's given both Joel and I tampons. Ryan's pockets are loaded with tampons. That's how big of a heater this guy's on right now. Uh, he is currently 49 and 39 on the year. He is up 8.14 units in first place. Joel is in second. He is 45 and 43 on the year. He is down 0.28 units. Uh, myself, I'm 44 and 44, down 2.06 units. God, I would kill to be in the positives, but we're going to get there. More importantly, collectively as a show, thanks to Giraffe Man. Uh, we are 138 and 126, and we are up 5.8 units. We're back in the green, baby. Thank you very much, Mr. Gilbert. Uh, okay, Ryan, you're killing it, buddy. You're fucking 6 0 with the past two shows when it comes to lock dogs and totals. You've gone 0 for, for the past two shows. Uh, or not 0 for, you've been killing it, rather. Uh, what do you got here, buddy? Oh, Let's go. Kick us out. One, one thing. What thing? Go ahead, Joel. I was going to say that you used the same joke twice, but then you'll just hand me a third tampon for whining about it. <laughs> you, I'll give you four for bringing it up again. No, I, I, I negated it. I, I was I preempted my my complaint, so it's all good. It's all good. It's still funny. It's still all right. funny. Well, just, just for saying that, you're getting a fifth one, all right? I'll yeah, fucking fuck you up. I'll, I'll UPS it over to Vancouver or fucking BC, wherever the fuck. Let's go. Yeah, but no, Talon, you're having a bounce back night on, on Saturday. Talon, you lead us off. Yeah? Yeah, All go right. for it. All right, let's get it going here. My lock. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning minus 150 money line versus Detroit Red Wings. You can call it a Steve Eisman revenge game. You know what I'll call it? I'll call it a Bill Clinton, Steve Zerman uh, getting fucking poots. <laughs> Give me the Lightning minus 150 money line versus Detroit. Uh, for my dog, Oh, Boston Bruins on the double puck line. It's a double Dion. We got a double puck line. Minus two and a half, plus 175 against Vancouver. I think they're going to win by three. Uh, and then for my total, I'm going back to the well here in the Tampa Bay game. I'm going Tampa Bay, Detroit, under six and a half, minus 120 here. 
Yeah, for me, I'm going with my lock, the New York Rangers, minus 140 at the Washington Capitals at uh, 1 p.m. there. Much better team. Capitals are, are selling off pieces, and Rangers are, are looking to a battle for that home ice advantage in the first round against the Devils and get back on track after the losing streak. Um, Pittsburgh, minus 1.5, plus 165 is my dog there at St. Louis. 330 game there. Pittsburgh, once again, Two teams going in opposite directions, or maybe the same direction, based on how uh, the Penguins played against Edmonton. But I think they still have much more left in the tank than the Blues do. So I like them on the puck line at plus 165. And my total, going right back to that that uh, Rangers-Capitals game, under 6, minus 115. Uh, should be Shesterkin, I would hope. And uh, Capitals have not been scoring much recently. Only scored two against the Ducks. So love, love it under there. And you know what? Uh, I don't like that these these uh, three games are, are at 1 p.m. and 3.30 p.m. Eastern, or these two games. But you know what? Wake up earlier and listen to the show. Or turn on auto-downloads, like, like we talk about. And and you'll get our picks before these, these games start. You guys are both going with the same game parlay bets, eh? With the Tampa Bay and the under. I know. Rangers I don't like it. I don't like doing the same I game. don't like it either, but it, yeah. it, it worked for me last time. Uh-huh. Didn't work for me last time, but the, that was the fucking Sharks, so... Uh, <laughs> it's not your it's not that fault anyway we're going with the oilers regulation at the blue jackets minus 145 for the lock uh i'm not explaining myself again my dog is the <laughs> flames money line against the avalanche plus 115 uh total is stars knights under six minus 115 Right, look at this guy taking three out uh, three different games for his lock dogs. Oh, I'll, I'll give you a full a bonus. <laughs> bonus, bonus oh, lock. Bonus San Jose one, Sharks. Bonus no, not for the record. I'm not trusting the Sharks with my record. I almost I changed the Oilers to the Sharks, but I, uh, I I'm still uh, I'm still raw from the burning me like four times in the past month. But that uh, bonus, bonus lock, Sharks minus one eighty. Fuck it, go Patrick Marlowe. I, I kind of like that. I'm a big Marlowe guy, so of course, I, that's not a bad play. Uh, all right, gentlemen, consensus plays. What do we got rocking and rolling here? Got a bunch here. We got uh, all three of Joel's lock dog total, Oilers okay. regulation minus 145, Flames plus 115, and Stars Knights under six at minus 115. Also have my lock, Rangers minus 140, uh, Penguins minus 155 against the Blues. And then the Habs plus 145 and over 6.5 at minus 115 in that game. Mm. A bit of stuff to like there. I do like that. There's a, a, a bit of stuff to like. Our consensus, pl- <laughs> our consensus plays did, did uh, well on Thursday. or um, Yeah, Thursday. I was telling Joel last night. So hopefully we can uh, keep it going here on Saturday. Right on, man. We've been killing it. That's always good to hear. Uh, boys, it's been a long show. Anything else? Or are you ready to fucking wrap this bad boy up? Fucking wrap it up. All right, let's wrap this up. Everybody, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast website. That's the place to be. Tons of good stuff. Tons of sports going on, baby. NASCAR has been absolutely sick. F1's right around the corner. Obviously, hockey's doing its thing. I don't know why I don't lead off with that. We're a hockey show. Uh, basketball, NBA's doing its stuff. College Who's March Madness is right around the corner. Baseball preseason games apparently started today. More going on tomorrow, which would technically be today by the time you're probably listening to this. Uh, tons of good stuff. MMA's doing its thing. Anything for any golf. Live Golf teed off today. That's always fun to watch, too. I don't know if you guys caught any of it. I was watching on my phone at work. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, good stuff, though. That you can find all the information at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Listen to the other shows, man. There's so much good shows going on there. Uh, and, and read the articles, too. Everybody's killing it, bro. A lot of effort goes into that stuff, man. So, you know, it's a click away. Give yourself a couple of minutes. Read an article. Maybe you'll learn something. Maybe you'll win some money. Uh, and of course, speaking of winning some money, a great place to win some money, baby. 
in the Discord. Shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. Everybody's posting bets. Everybody's making money. Everybody's having discussions about how to be a better gambler and stuff. Uh, you know, and uh, everybody's learning from Professor Jolie and uh, Rye Guy, the gambling guy. So there you go. Uh, there's tons of stuff going on. Get your ass in the Discord. It's a fun fucking place. Uh, and you sure have losing money if you're not in the Discord, baby. So shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord from the OGs to the new faces and everybody in all the places. Yeah, Discord's been great. Shout out the uh, OG slackers there. I saw someone posted yeah! Slack recently. And also, I, oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, I and, think uh, so. We were told this show has potential. So I'll uh, make sure you, uh, if you like the show, make sure you leave us a five star rating and review on uh, Apple Podcast, sg.pn slash hockey, or just a five star rating on Spotify, sg.pn slash hockey. Yes. Or follow and subscribe and turn on auto download wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, follow us on Twitter at, as well at HockeySGPN. We're looking for a uh, Twitter intern. Uh, pay to be determined might just be in, uh, who knows, well, maybe just in Puck Bucks. But we'll, we'll figure it out. If you want to get involved, uh, hit, hit us up on Twitter at HockeySGPN. We'll pay you in stickers because I think Ryan still has Oh, I got a fucking stack of stickers. <laughs> you want a sticker? Come on. Yeah, send me a sticker, bro. Come on. I'll send you a sticker. All right. Uh, all right, everybody. My name is Talent Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at underscore Jenkins94. Uh, you can also find me staying up all night till 3 a.m. because the LPGA Honda Thailand tournament tees off at 3 a.m. in the goddamn morning because it's in fucking Thailand. I'll be chilling for my girl Nelly Corda. Let's get it going. And you'll also find me searching the globe for David Gust anytime goal scorer fucking odd so if you find those please let me know I am Ryan Gilbert you can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop I'm Joel Miner you'll find me stealing Ryan's job and reading a review that I just got this is from the aforementioned bandwagoner the only thing that separates these beauties talking like they're at the bar and talking at the bar is that they're different cities recording yes he said that twice the subtle crack of a nice PBR a few times in the episode really makes it feel like you're listening to the boys at the bar chat about hockey, talking at the bar, chatting at the Ooh. bar. Let's go band right I love it. Love it. That's, I love that's, that's, that, that's great right there. That is fantastic. Wait, was it five stars or just two stars for that one? You didn't leave a star. Did you give a star number? No. No, I'll tell him next time. Star 69. <laughs> <laughs> star 69. I love it. All right, boys. Hell of a show, everybody. Peace.